Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. You ready? Yep. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this is episode twelve. We are mm-hmm. now entering part three of this book. Yep. Um, this week we're talking about chapters fifty-one through fifty-four, and we're calling this section. She would not fail this time. She would not fail this time. Mm, so good. So good. Um, overall, mm-hmm. very intense bunch of bunch of chapters. Yes. I was like on the like metaphorical edge of my seat while yeah. reading these. Um, all right. So chapter 51 summary. Mm-hmm. Um, I put training continues with their latest target, a ribbon. Cassie and Nesta continue to ravage each other, and Nesta opens up and seeks out a musical outlet in Gwyn. Lots mm-hmm. of different little pieces happening. Yep. Also, was this a five chilies chapter? I don't know. Or like a 4.5? I don't know. I don't know. There one. was quite a bit of dirty talk that I think really elevated it yeah. to I a different level. I think it was level. just, it was such a quick scene almost. It was very that quick. That I was like, I don't know if I can justify a but five. Is it a quick five? Mm. Quickies are good. Quickies are great. Maybe, I don't know. maybe a quick five. I'll a go, quick five? I can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this chapter? Um, I just like, there was a lot of like challenges. So it was yep. like the challenge, like the game with Cassie and for sex and then mm-hmm. the cutting the ribbon of the Valkyries and just, yeah, her being vulnerable with Gwen. I thought it was a lot of good challenges for Nesta. Yeah. And challenges mean growth. Yes. Which we love. Mm-hmm. Um, this chapter opens up with a quote that just made me laugh out loud. Yep. Um, Emery says, so you mean to tell me that you got into a fight with your family, disappeared for a week with Cassian and came back able to use an actual sword. And I'm supposed to believe you when you say nothing happened. I know. I love that. I was cracking (laughs) up. I was like, this is, this is why I like Emery so much. Exactly. The sass, the boldness. It's Mm -hmm. great. Um, and she said she does go on to say, like, tell me you at least had a week's worth of great sex. And Nessa kind of admits, like, oh, well, there might have been some. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like they had potentially like a very like cathartic. Is it? I felt like, is it cathartic? Is that what's happening? You finally went through all those challenges. You mm-hmm. hiked the thing. And then you have some wonderful like forest animal sex. And mm-hmm. I was like. Does that feel cathartic now, Nesta? Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word, but it could work. You know what I mean? I think I was just was, I just kept thinking it was like, okay, we got over that. And yeah. now mm-hmm. let's reward ourselves. Was it a I reward? I don't know the word. There's, You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I know the vibe that you're going for. The vibe mm-hmm. I'm going for. Yep. But anywho, they had a great time in the woods. <laughs> yes. Okay, so basically... Come to find out, Gwen has tied a ribbon to a pole yes. that's, like, in the training ring. Um, and she's explaining to Cassie, because he's like, why is there a ribbon mm-hmm. on this pole? And she's telling him that basically the Valkyries, in order to kind of prove that they were warriors or, like, completed their training, they had to be able to slice through a ribbon with a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think sounds easier. And, like, when you first think about it, you're like, just cut a ribbon in half? Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, yes, in theory, but it's like, no, because obviously it's tides. It's going to be blowing in the wind and it's like, it's going to move. And especially if it's like stationary and like down, like how are you going to cut it? I don't know. So I definitely, I think, I think visually you look at it and you're like, it's just a ribbon, right? You're like, it's easy to cut through. It's just hard to actually actually do that in the way it's set up. Yeah. 
Um, and while Nesta and Cassian were gone, Gwen and Emery actually started training with swords as well. Yes. So they're kind of all on the same page-ish. Ish. Um, but Cassian kind of tells them, like, training's never complete for a warrior, even if they can cut the ribbon. Ish. However, like. um, he it, it will definitely show that, like, they're able to take on their enemies. Yes. So I like that he's, like, encouraging them, like, yes, do this, but, like, just because you do it doesn't mean, like, this is over. Yeah. So that's good. Well, and then they decide to give it a try, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so funny that, like, Gwen, Nest, and Emery just, like, look at each other and have a whole conversation without actually speaking. Again, yep. friendship, mm-hmm. um, and essentially Emery is going to be the first to try. Yep. And she fails epically. Yes, miserably. Which is to be expected because they are nowhere near a Valkyrie level at this point. No. So... There is that. But I like Cassian's response. He's like, I'll see you in training again tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And then he winds up like taking the sword and he actually cuts the ribbon himself. Which the way this was described, I was like, whew, Mm -hmm. hello. It says Cassian laughed and took the sword from Emery and in the same breath spun, swiping low and even. The bottom half of the ribbon fluttered to the ground. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize cutting a ribbon would be like that attractive but it is it is <laughs> um which nice what, segue uh leads us into sexy time sexy time cue the music mm-hmm. oh and listeners we tried to fix the music so hopefully you're not scared to death as it gets cued right now fingers are crossed mm-hmm. we abandoned it for a period of time because we wanted to make sure it was safe <laughs> we think we've done better let us know. Yep. Um, but like, this was delightful. Yeah, it's become some sort of like challenge to see who can make who come first. Yes, and and like the sexy talk, like bat, it like the battle in that way. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, it really is. It's like rough animal sex. I like love you it. phrased it so wonderfully. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just we're. What there was one quote. Do, do, do. Oh, it said, "Hold on to the desk." He ordered, and I was like, "That is all I ever want someone to say to me." No. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was delightful, and I feel like that was a solid five chilies. Yeah, like we said, a quick, quick five, five chilies. chilies. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Okay, so what happens next? So we kind of flash to Nesta taking the stairs every day. Oh yes, she's. Hardcore avoiding everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Understandably so. Yes. Um, and it's like, you can tell that she's trying on the stairs, but she's not like actually trying because she yeah. makes it halfway every time and she's like, I feel like I could push myself and get mm-hmm. to the bottom, but she doesn't want to get to the bottom because she if she does, not. then she has to face Amarin and Farah, and she's just like she's avoiding. Like, if I make it to the bottom, I got to go talk to them and I am not ready to cross that bridge yet. Nope. So we're just going to avoid. Yeah, and I feel like she's just, like, leaning hard into, like, her routine, right? We've got intense training, all the sexy time, the stairs, the ribbon. She's just, like, hyper-focused on all of those things. And the ribbon cracks me up. It's, like, one of those things that it's, like, once you see it, it's everywhere. (laughs) She's, like, they're taunting me. It's, like, they're, they're like, bookmarks in her book. And, like, they're just everywhere. And it's just cracking me up because I'm just, like, picturing on the TV show. We'll just see, like, ribbons, like, fluttering in the wind. (laughs) And it's, like, they're everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, my goodness. It is so funny, though, how there's, like, things like that where it's, like, did I not know? Like, have these always been here? Right. You don't notice (laughs) them until they're pointed out to you. And then you see them (laughs) everywhere. And that's, that's what the ribbon is to me. It just cracked me up. I love it. Um, and it's driving all of them crazy. Right. Especially Gwen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, you poor girl. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yep. Um, but you, ha- we have Nesta and Gwen kind of chatting in the library, which is the other half of her days. Right. Um, and Nesta asks Gwen for a favor. Mm-hmm. And Gwen thinks it's going to be about the trove, and it's not. Um, Nesta instead asks about their evening services. Yeah. Um, what did you, like, notice about Gwen's responses here? I loved her responses to Nesta yeah. and all this. This whole conversation was just delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, see, you've said in the past you don't typically like Gwen. I don't, but I really enjoyed this. This, yeah. This. Um, like, she's explaining how the service, there's beautiful music that's going to be played. Um, 
And I don't know. I just really like conversation. Nesta says, I think I need something like that. After the war, I was in a bad place. I still am, I suppose. But for more than a year after the war, I did a lot of things I regret, hurt people I regret harming, and I hurt myself. I drank day and night and I took strangers to my bed to punish myself, to drown myself. It's a long story and not one worth telling, but through it all, I picked taverns and pleasure halls to frequent because of the music. I've always loved music. You've probably guessed that my residency in the house, my training, my work in the library is my sister's attempt to help me, and I think I might be glad Farah did this for me. The drinking, the males, I don't miss any of it, but the music, that I miss. And can we just pause and say, you're grateful for Farah, like... Oh, yes. She was trying to get to help you. I know. Perspective. Yes. It only took, what, like three months? Not even? Whatever How this long is. this has been? What yeah. is time but I a know. construct? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like that's huge to like acknowledge that. Yes. Like, oh, I'm actually grateful for what they did. Yeah. Because it helped me. Mm-hmm. And that was their intent all along. Yes. Little baby steps. Mm-hmm. But Gwen's response is just so good. She says, your story is worth telling. <laughs> Oh, so sweet so sweet and and i love how she doesn't like continue to press her right. on like you need to explain she says like she affirms like it is but yes if you want music then come to the services we will be glad to have you i will be glad to have you mm-hmm. and she says until gwen learned how horrible she'd been but i'm also like you know nessa you just said a lot of stuff that was not particularly like lovely right about you mm-hmm. and her immediate response is has not been any kind of shunning it has just been like i'm still here for you i would love to have you please mm-hmm. keep coming so i'm like maybe give her a little bit of credit yeah and not don't be so worried you are that was like a baby opening up to gwen mm-hmm. and she did great she passed the test yes <laughs> so like make like open up more you don't need to be afraid yeah well and gwen's response to that because nesta is like thinking to herself you know that Gwen's not going to want her after she learns all these horrible yeah. things and Gwen can kind of like read it on her face yeah and she says no I understand I understand what it is to fail the people who mean the most to live in fear of people finding out I dread you and Emery learning my history I know that once you do you'll never look at me the same again what what Gwen the one who was like attacked by Hiram's people and like saved by Azrael what did you do Gwen I am so curious right well and I think it might be similar to nesta right Mm -hmm. like did she actually do anything right is it totally misconstrued in her head that it was something bad and yeah she just thinks everybody's gonna cast her off because of it yes which i think is such a human uh, you know what i mean right it's like it's a very human thing to do like Mm -hmm. we we all do that we feel shame about certain things right and we don't want people to know and the reality is is like it's really not that big like it's not that big of a deal right it's like we all have past and like messed up but is it so bad that people will never speak to you again probably not especially it's like well look what you are where you are now and what you're doing now like no one's gonna no hold those kinds of things against you like Mm -hmm. we all mess up yeah um or if she even actually messed up (laughs) but i think that that kind of like her saying that definitely brings her on like a different level of trust as nesta and it almost feels like they're on the same field yeah you know Mm mm-hmm so, because I think she, because Gwen comes across as very, like, nice and pure and... Well, she's like a victim. I mean, she's a priestess yes. in the library. So right. clearly she's had tragedy upon her. Right. So I think Nesta could easily look at that and think, like, well, I'm the monster, right. not her. Mm-hmm. And so she's better than me and yeah. I'm so bad. And it's like, no, she has things she's ashamed of, too. Yeah. Like, you guys are, like... Even. Even. Mm-hmm. There's no, like... <laughs> Yeah. It almost feels like there's like this mental competition with her, her in everything. It's like I'm the worst. Like let I'm me the be the worst. <laughs> so you don't have to be the worst. No. <laughs> um okay, so anyway, Gwen invites her to those services, tells her to come listen to the music. And that was really it. That's the chapter. Yeah. And next up is chapter 52. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. Um, this was a yikes for me. Yeah. Um, so Nesta attends the priestess's evening services and unintentionally finds herself scrying once more. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, well, I guess going into a trance is better than having to, like, work yourself up for scrying. Like, yeah. this is kind of no stress. Yeah. Scrying. You I know, don't know. It's like, it's like the kind of thing where it's like you 
get to check something off your to-do list even though you didn't mean to you're yeah. like oh i guess i exactly i knew i needed to scry and i accidentally did so that's kind of cool yeah that was my take <laughs> i was like i guess i guess positive positive you don't have to worry about doing that you already did it right <laughs> Um, so Nesta shows up to those evening services Mm -hmm. and the description here, it just, it all sounds so beautiful. It does. It's like this underground cavern almost. Yeah. And I like that it's, it's so different than what I think of when I think of like, almost like church services kind Mm -hmm. of. Cause it's like when any church you go into, it doesn't matter if it's like non-denominational or Protestant, Catholic, whatever, there's always an altar or some kind of stage and there's always stuff up there. Yeah. And, like, this is the total opposite. It's completely empty except for a podium. And then, like, the seven women that come up there. Yeah. And I just, th- I don't know, it's such a cool visual to me. Yeah. It feels really, like, pure. Yeah. And I feel like the way that this room is set up, like, acoustically is just. Oh, I'm sure. Stunning. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's kind of, like, filtering in. Mm-hmm. And surprise, Gwen is part of the choir, for lack of a better word. Yeah, she's one of the ones on stage. That are singing yes. with a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. And it just, I like, I like couldn't even pull out like one quote. It just all sounded lovely. Yeah. And how it all like intertwined together and the way that the music was like so impactful. Like um, to me, it reminded me, she Nesta says she'd never heard such music like a spell a dream given form mm. and it reminded me of like when Pharaoh was under the mountain <gasps> yeah. and it was like the tune it was like it just like saved her it like reminded her of such joy and yeah. everything so it kind of gave me similar vibes yeah shoot like if there was a church around here that had music <laughs> I'd be there yeah I'd go to this one mm-hmm. um and then Gwen specifically is has a beautiful voice nesta says or nesta thinks like gwen's voice soared like a bird through the cavern as she started the third song with a solo and nesta closed her eyes leaning into the music shutting out one sense in order to luxuriate in the sound of her friend something beckoned in gwen's song in a way the others hadn't like gwen was calling only to her her voice full of sunshine and joy and unshakable determination Nesta had never heard a voice like Gwen's by turns trained and wild as if there was so much sound fighting to break free of Gwen that she couldn't quite contain it all as if the sound needed to be loose in the in the world it just sounds so lovely it does mm-hmm. also it's like hidden talent look at yeah, you yeah not what I was expecting no um and in this music she kind of like we said gets into a bit of a trance mm-hmm. and at first you're like is this a vision? What's happening? You know, she's like, her eyes are closed as the music's happening and she's seeing like, you know, like a forest and mossy earth and there's a harp playing and there's a mountain and we kind of start getting hints that we're actually in the prison. Yup. Because like this particular quote, it was a path led into the dark and she followed it past doors with no handles sealed forever. I was like, Hello, prison. Yup. Why are we here? <laughs> Why are we here all of a sudden? Um, and so, because Nesta's never been. Nope. And so she's just kind of like drifting through the prison, deep, deep into the prison. Mm-hmm. And comes across a small golden harp. Yep. And it is talking to her, asking her to like play me. Yes. And, which is like just as creepy as when the mask like wanted to be worn. Like Yes. These, these things have like a mind of their own. They, they are sentient. Do. And like this quote, it says, we shall open doors and pathways. We shall move through space and eons together. Our music will free us of earthly rules and borders. Like, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Creepy so little harp. <laughs> she found the harp, right? We move from, like, lowercase harp to capital. Right. <laughs> the harp. And it's just deep within the prison. And it keeps talking to her, and it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. And then the song stops, and she's pulled back into the room. Yep. She's like trying to keep it together until the what service an ends. <laughs> yep. And then we are instantly over at Cassian. Yes. Nesta is like telling him everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And Cassian goes to tell Reese. Yes. Um, uh, basically, that Nesta has awoken the harp. It's like, oops. Oh, boy. And it's in the prison. <laughs> she didn't do it on purpose. No, she did not. I'm not mad at her on this one. I'm just, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, boy. Like, of all the places that you I could have know. awoken a dread trove. It's like, well, I guess we got to go address this. Yep. And this is like, got to do it quick, too. Yep. 
And so let's see. So we found out we find out from Reese that the prison mm-hmm. has just some like extra shields around it. Yep. Um, because they were worried Baron would try to release some people from the prison the way they did the bone carver in the other war, which, which is smart. Is a very fair thing to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, so they need to get that shield undone before they can go into the prison. Mm-hmm. But Reese is on board. He's like, let's yeah get this taken care of. But I just felt bad. He's like, I'm gonna need like till tomorrow, basically, because I'm yeah. so distracted that I want to make sure I do it right. And I'm just like, this poor guy. He poor is guy. just so worried about Farah. He is, and I think it said like Cassian found him looking through more books, yeah, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so Reese is on board. They're gonna go do that, and he pulls out the blade that Nesta made and tells Cassian to take it with you in that he wants to see what happens when Nesta uses it. Yeah. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. And that was chapter 52. Yep. Chapter 53. Um, More yikes. Uh, Nesta, (laughs) Nesta and Cassian venture deep into the prison to retrieve the harp. What are your thoughts? I the harp, man. The harp. Just like OMG, like going to the prison, what she sees to the harp, talking to the harp, and Lanthus. I yeah. just this was so much. It was a lot. I was surprised how like I felt like the mask bowed to Nesta. Yeah, but the harp did not. No. And so I'm like, what? What's the difference there? I wonder if it's because this is just me theorizing here. Maybe because the harp is supposedly like can take you to other worlds maybe it's just so otherworldly that it's maybe it just wants to like travel through space and time whereas like the mask is only effective like on the dead and so it's not as like oh well and nesta might have some like death related powers right so maybe that's why they if they felt more compatible maybe i don't know i don't know just curious questions yeah um which this chapter starts with a question that made me laugh. Um, Nesta says, Rhysand really gave this sword to me of his own free will. And I, I just, yeah. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. a surprising thing. But yep. yes, he wants to see what happens when they go to the prison. So they're currently hiking to the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently there are rules, right? We Farah had similar rules. I love the rules. But Cassian affirms them. yeah. Hold Cassian's hand the entire time. Don't speak of Amran. Don't speak of anything regarding the trove or the court or Farah's pregnancy. Don't speak of creatures he put in there. Don't do anything except walk and stay on high alert and get the harp out before it could unleash chaos. I was like, okay, so we have all these (laughs) rules. Clearly one will be broken. Something is going to happen. There's no way we follow all the rules. No. But But I I just like, she's like repeating them in her head and it's just like cracking me up. Like, we must do this. Don't talk about this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just focus. Stay on alert. Hold his hand. That's all. That's it. Um, But they, so they make it to the prison on their hike and apparently the gates are open. Yeah. Creepy. As if they were expecting them. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Okay. So we're in the prison. Yep. And Nesta can hear like scraping in the walls. Oh, creepy. And Nesta, or Cassian points to his chest as they're like walking past the door and he's like pointing to a scar on his chest, which apparently is from blue anise. And Yikes. she's like thinking like cobalt skin and iron claws. Anna savored eating her prey. She's like, that's what he, she's remembering, like what Cassian told her. And it's just like, oh, it's so creepy. All the creatures so in here. Creatures. Yeah. Um, also, she's pondering about how Amran yeah. had been in here for so long. Mm-hmm. And she starts thinking about Amran. And she says she didn't know how Amran hadn't gone mad, how she'd found the strength to survive. She treated Amran badly. The small thought wedged into her mind. She had used her, exactly as Amran said, as a shield against everyone. And Amran, who had survived millennia in this awful place, alongside the worst monsters in the land, Amran found her abhorrent. Again, Mm -hmm. a little dramatic. Right. But perspective. Definitely putting it into perspective (laughs) for Nesta. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's a good thing she was here. She needed this. Yes. Getting to understand things a little bit more. They also pass by Lanthus's Mm -hmm. door. Yeah. And Cassian, like, goes pale when he sees the iron door. Because this is, like, in her vision, she, like, saw this iron gate and this rock. And that iron gate is Lanthus's gate. And then the rock is, like, an illusion that she can just walk through. Yes. So she does. Um, yes. and they come to this like small chamber and the harp is in the middle, but Nessa is like, this is too easy. Like, I don't feel anything. Like it's not, 
mm-hmm. this can't just be it there must be like wards or something in place right um and cassian tells her you lead i'll follow and she says what if my presence would go unnoticed but yours sets off a trap we can't risk that he says i can't risk you oh so sweet um, and she's like obviously touched by this, but then she says, you have to, you are training me to be a warrior yet. You'd keep me from danger. How is that any better than a caged animal? And I was like, that's good. Like is she, yeah. she's speaking truth. And like, he's realizing like, no, this is exactly what we're training you for. Right. And I need to let you go. So he does. And he does. But I also want to say, it's not that it touched her. It's the words slammed into her heart. <laughs> that's like a, oh, a more dramatic. So dramatic. I loved that. Yeah. But I, I appreciate how, again, in terms of talking about healthy relationships in the past, yep. right, this was something Tamlin never would have let Feyre do. And mm-hmm. when we were transitioning to Reese, we were like, Reese lets her be the warrior and lets her fight for herself. Right. And so I think it's always tempting because you care about right. someone to want to protect them, mm-hmm. but to also enable them and encourage them right. is healthy. And so this is good yay healthy <laughs> males anyway um so she goes into the like separate chamber mm-hmm. it, where the harp is and that's where she starts to feel these wards and it's yeah. like stepping through mud yep and she says these are like no words i felt before they feel old incredibly old and then cassian kind of gives us a little bit of a like a lesson he says like they probably predate this place being used as a prison Nessa says, what was it before? And he says, no one knows. It's always been here. But this chamber, I didn't know places like this existed here. Maybe part of me wonders if the prison was either built or stocked with its inmates to hide the harp's presence. There are so many terrible powers here and the wards on the mountain itself. I wonder if someone hid the harp knowing that it'd never be noticed with so much awful magic around it. And Nesta says, like, who put it there? And he says, your guess is as good as mine. Someone who existed before the High Lords ruled. Reese told me once that this island might have even been in Eighth Court. And that's kind of that, like, history conversation. Yeah. So, but, like, all the question marks. I know. My, my brain's just, like, firing. Like, There's, wait. like, seven <laughs> things in those, like, three paragraphs where you're like, wait, what? What? Yeah. You're like, Eighth Court? Huh? Eighth Court? Huh? This is built around the harp? Who built Who built this? Why? All the questions. All the questions. Mm-hmm. How long has the harp been down here? That's a great question. Um, so. Yes. All the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nesta makes it to the harp. Yep. And it's shiny. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting. There's, again, questions just all over the place. Yep. There are carvings on the floor that are spiraling toward one point, mm-hmm. and they look like stars or constellations. And like a golden sun, the harp lay at the center of the system. I'm like, hmm. that's interesting. Well, we've talked about, I mean, I think we we know that it's like it can potentially travel through space and time. Yeah. Is what it says. So it's like, so like, does that have something to do with ooh, it? Is that it? And it's also sitting atop an eight-pointed star. Yeah. Which is like, what? What? And she's, oh, it's a, she said she had she had the creeping feeling she'd been brought here not by the cauldron or the mother or the harp by something vaster something that stretched into the stars carved around them it's cool light hands guided her wrist as she picked up the harp i have so many stickies in this section that just say what yes with like a question mark and an exclamation point well it's like we know that eight pointed star is the tattoo that cassian got from the bond that they like oh yeah the Cassian and Nesta have. Mm. So I'm like, and then she's the then one. She's got these creepy feelings also. Right. Well, and the harp is on an eight pointed star and like, she's the one that goes to get it when like, they've Lots got this. I don't know. I don't and know. We, there was another quote earlier in a previous chapter that I know we called out. I don't remember the exact quote, but where it was this like, almost like fate guiding. Right. Her, and it's like, what is it? What is it? Yes. What is guiding them? I don't know. Um, so Nesta touches the harp. Mm-hmm. And holy shit. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> she's almost having this, like, vision, yeah. if you will. But she's, like, in it almost. It's not, like, just seeing it. It's, I feel like yeah. she's, like, feeling it almost. And it's terrifying. Yeah. It says, Faye screamed, pounding on stone that hadn't been there a moment before, pleading for their children's sake, begging to be let out, let out, let out. It was a trap, and our people were too blind to see it. The fake clawed at stone, tearing their nails on rock where there had once been a door, but the way back was now forever sealed, and they begged as they tried to pass their children through the solid wall, if only their children could be spared. What? 
Is that what happened to Eighth Court? Like, were they sealed into a wall? I don't know. What? Is this how the prison was created? Like, what? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. All the questions. What's the scratching in the walls? All the questions on this. Where are these people? Who did this? I don't know. <laughs> this is a very questiony section. Questiony and also panicky because I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, and then so we're still kind of in like vision mode. Right. But we're no longer with these poor fae that are being put in stone. I don't know. But we're now in a great hall with mm-hmm. thrones. And who is there but Brie Allen? Yeah. That- Wearing the crown, nonetheless. Oh, which we suspected. Yes. But now we know. Now we know for sure. Mm-hmm. And basically. She the- talks to her. She talks to her. She can, like, see her. Yeah. There's, like, some weird harp crown connection. And she knows exactly where she is. Yep. And she knows who her friends are. And it's like she, she can is. almost like see into her mind, yeah. which is so crazy because I'm like Nessa's not able to do that for her in this moment, or maybe she doesn't know to do it. Oh no, because mm. like Brylan's with Koshe, so That's like maybe true. he's told her what to do. That is true. But then the darkness erupts, and she like collapses <sighs> in the harp room, and like w- the words are still in place. Cassian can't reach her, and she is just like she mm-hmm. said she had to let go somehow. And touching the harp. W- while Brylin was wearing the crown, she had opened a pathway between their minds, their mm-hmm. eyes. And like. But she's stuck. She can't get, release herself she from can't. this harp. Which is interesting because she was able to take the mask off. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, right. why was she able to have that like power almost over the mask, mm-hmm. but not the harp? Yeah. But we've been talking about how like they're all made. So that's why she had more control, but it's like, there has to be something else because she clearly does not have. Right. Well, I mean, she does have control. Like once she kind of figures out the harp, but it sounds like to me, I'm but, almost like the harp is letting her in those moments. Yeah. I the agree. harp at any moment, it seems can be like, ah, no. ah, yeah, let's do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the same as the mask. Yeah. But so the harp's talking to her and I, what, what kind of voice do you picture the harp having? Um, almost just like a creepy like whisper. Yeah. I don't know if I would like assign any particular like gender to it, but just like just like creepy like ghost type whisper. Like, shall I open a door for you then? Mm-hmm. Like something like that. Yeah. What do you picture? I picture like a leprechaun, but like a creepy leprechaun. Oh, that's even worse. I don't know why I've got Irish vibes going, but like I just pictured this <laughs> creepy like leprechaun voice talking because it's like laughing at her almost. So like oh my God, that's I don't so know. terrible. I don't know why, but that's what I picture. You make things so much scarier, <laughs> Sarah. So much scarier. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so in the creepy leprechaun voice, which I cannot do, so I won't, um, it says to her, it says, free me. You, no, she says, free me, you blasted thing. And the harp says, I do not appreciate your tone, which like, again, like what? The sentience. So ridiculous. Crazy. She says, let me go. And it says, shall I open a door for you then? release that which is caught which i'm like is he referring to her like is she caught yes okay i don't know maybe there might be something else in that moment yeah um and she says yes damn you yes and the harp says it had been a long while sister since i played i shall need time to remember the right combinations she says don't play games the harp says the small strings are for games light movement and leaping but the longer the final ones such deep wonders and horrors we could strum into being such great and monstrous magic I wrought with my last minstrel. Shall I show you? She says, no, just open these wards. And it says, as you wish, pluck the first string then. Right? First off, it called her <laughs> sister, which is super creepy. So creepy. And like, she even points that out. She's like, it called me sister. Like, are we really that connected, that related? Yikes. Super weird. Um, But also, like, the amount, if I had to, like, have one of these three mm-hmm. troves, I feel like the harp is one of the most powerful yeah for sure i don't know i don't I, that's just i'm like mm, i know i, well, want the heart. I, I feel <laughs> like i didn't remember everything that it did yeah and it's just like the fact that i mean we know in the later chapter she's like take me here yeah like take me here and she just plucks a string and she's there like yeah it's so crazy it's not just this like space time realm thing mm-hmm. it's like no this is like you could literally just teleport almost mm-hmm. so crazy yep so she plucks the first string and she's kind of free of the harp. Mm-hmm. Nesta has, or not Nesta, Cassian has been casually freaking out yep. <laughs> just outside of this door. Yep. And he keeps like checking on her mm-hmm. and it's like, just says so he wants to make sure she's okay. And it's just it's like, no. 
so sweet was he's just looking her over and she says it was as intimate as any look he'd ever given her even when he was buried deep inside her and it's like mm, he loves you. he loves her so much so much uh yeah and she's like in awe that he chose her which i just thought was like the sweetest thing to say because she should be because she yeah. was terrible to him yeah stop 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 okay so they it, it kind of feels like they're like okay we did it let's leave let's leave um she talks about how she named her sword ataraxia which i thought was the most random thing to like name it she's like i found it in a book i just like the word that really your death sword you don't even like know the name like where the name came, comes from yeah you just found a cool name in an old book you know i love names and sometimes i feel like a name you might not even know why you love that name but yeah. it just comes to you and you're like this mm-hmm. is the name and yeah. then you'll find out later the meaning and you're like oh my god which i feel like will happen yes but like i feel like that happens in real life all the time too yeah, i don't know it definitely can mm-hmm. so I'm excited to find out what it means in the old language yes. before I judge it. Mm-hmm. But it does sound cool, in all fairness. It's not bad. I think it sounds pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Ataraxia. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and he approves mm-hmm. because it's obviously better than Killer or Silver Majesty. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of like having a fun little bit of banter. And Nesta gets like really sweet. Mm-hmm. And she says, Gwen and Emery are my friends, but I think you might be too Cassian. And Cassian says, I've always been your friend, Nesta. Always. And I'm just like, stop. So sweet. And then she's like, I know. And then she's like, kind of like thinking. And she's, it says, Nesta whispered, finally daring to say it. And I've always. And then it gets cut off. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. You Sarah were going to say Mass, love like, What was she going to say? <laughs> I love you. She was always going to say that she loved him. We know that. Come on. No, no. But, um interrupted because Cassian throws her behind him and basically tells her to run because the door to Lanthus's cell is open. Oh my gosh. The tension. Tension, tension, tension. More yikes. Chapter 54 summary. Cassian and Nesta fight to escape Lanthus and the prison. What were your thoughts? Freaking Lanthus, man. Like the worst creature of, so scary. of all the troves. Like he, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out, was the Kelpie worse than Lanthus? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I, They're just different. So different. So terrifying. But like, I'm so proud of Nesta in this chapter for like standing up for the fact that she wants to choose Cassie and she wants mm. to choose to be brave. Like, yes, this was a good chapter. I loved this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, So we start out. Atlantis has escaped mm-hmm. and still remembers Cassian very clearly. Yeah. Well, I like how this, the 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 chapter begins. It says Cassian beheld the open door to Lanthus's cell and knew two things. The first and most obvious was that he was about to die. The second was that he would do anything in the world to prevent Nesta from meeting the same fate. Mm, so sweet. And it's like he has no even he's not even questioning the fact that he's going to make it through this. He's like, no, I'm dying. Like, and I will save Nesta in the process. Like, how can such I do a this? Warrior. Such a warrior and such a realist too. He's not like, Oh, like maybe he just like, yeah, it's out for a stroll. Like, no, no, he's going to kill you. Like, mm. so, but yeah. So Lanthus, um, is very ready to <laughs> come after Cassie again. He's like excited mm-hmm. that he finally has a chance. And it's so funny because he's saying things like, I found a way to escape. And Cassian is just like trying to distract him, biding his time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just being sassy to Lanthus, right? Like, you found a way. It seems like someone helped you out. And Lanthus is like, the door opened of my will alone. And Cassian's like, liar. Someone opened it to you. Like, he's not even like kowtowing to Lanthus either. Right. Which I think is an interesting strategy. But it sounds like, um, you know, he is trying to almost distract him, get him in a place so that Nesta's able to get away. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Nesta, she figures out that she's the one that got, like, his cell open. It was the harp. It wasn't her. It was I know, the harp. It tricked her. I know. When she told it to release the wards, she didn't realize it would be, like, all the wards. And then she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, are all of the prisoners going to be free now? So, Yikes. yeah. Yeah, freak out time. I'd be freaking out. Major <laughs> freak out time. <laughs> 
And then Lanthus actually notices Nesta, yep. which, and I think it's so funny. He doesn't ask, who are you? He says, what are you? Mm-hmm. The great question. Well, and I like her answer. She's like, I'm a witch from Orid's dark heart. Mm. Instead of like just saying her name or whatever. It's yeah. like, that's how she defines herself. Hey, I, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he's kind of, Lanthus is kind of like a mist at this point. Yep. Um, And he notices that she has the heart and he's kind of is like trying to almost like, coax it like tell her more about it she says sorry lantha says such exquisite music it makes what wonder it spins everything pays fealty to that harp seasons kingdoms the order of time and worlds there are no consequences to it and its last string even death bows to that string what i don't know this heart man He's very intrigued by it, clearly. Right. Well, it's way more interesting than the mask. I feel like the mask is just like, it raises the dead and you control Like, yeah. you control the dead. That's it. It's basic, simple. But like, when you throw time and space in there, man, you're you've like, got, what? Is I'm it, lost. Even death bows to that string? I'm lost. What? <laughs> and so, Lanthus is kind of entranced by the heart, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, and in that moment, Cassian uses that to kind of get Nesta away and try to start fighting Yeah, he makes Lantis. like a surprise lunge move and tosses Nesta his siphon, which like, I didn't realize they were detachable, but... How are they on... Like, I guess... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I was saying. I didn't think it was detachable, but apparently it is. I mean, I guess it would have to be detachable because like, they you know, didn't... weren't born with them. They're like I given guess. them. I guess. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Because it's not like he wears his siphons in the shower, or like when he bathes, or... I guess not. I guess I always just picture them on him. Just on at all times. I don't know. But then they make such a big deal about when like they wear all seven siphons, so I'm like, right. I guess not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't I feel know. like they have to be detached. <laughs> they must. <laughs> but anyways, he, ta- he detaches one, one and just like tosses it to her and like tells her to run, and she actually does, which like... Thank you for just listening, Nesta. Sometimes yeah. you need to be that obedient person and just yeah. listen. Um, but her plan, she's like creating this plan as she's running. It's like, okay, I need to get to the gate. Then I need to go down to the mountain. Then I'm going to just yell for Resan and hope that like he's magically picking up my yells. Right. And then I got to like wait for him to come. And then we're going to run back. And then we got to go back inside. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like this is going to take way too long. Like yep. Cassian could be dead by then. Like, no, I need to, I need to get back inside. And yeah. so, like, the harp warms in her hand and starts, like, as she's singing this, and she's, like, starting to remember, like, everything the harp said to her. Mm-hmm. Um, they and, shall open doors and pathways, move through space and time together. Yeah, and then she's, like, there's 26 strings, and then she remembers, like, Gwen talking about Meryl's research of 26 dimensions, and she's thinking, like, that she sees fey males coming, well, like, she's thinking all this, and she sees these fey males coming towards her and like, these old, worn autumn court outfits. And she's These like, These are the missing soldiers. These are the missing soldiers. This is like Brylan sent them yep. like through Koshe's power. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you're coming at, like people are coming at you from both sides. Like yeah. you can't wait for Reese. Like you need to do something. Right. Because Brylan said, like, I know where you are. So and clearly she does. She said, And the wards are down. Yeah. Um, so Nesta seizes her power and she tells the harp to take her to Cassian and then she just plucks the first string. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like you just you just plucked it. Like just casually. You don't you don't know what could happen. No, I feel like all of that happened in her brain in like ten seconds. Yeah. Where it's like there's this and this and this and this and you're like, Oh my god, this is so much. But yeah. she's making these like snap decisions because mm-hmm. she has to. She has to, it's an emergency. Yeah. And she winds up right next to him. It worked. It worked so <laughs> positive. Maybe. But um, unfortunately, it almost like distracts Cassian yeah. because all of a sudden it's like, wait, what are you doing here again? Yeah. Um, because he was fighting Lanthus and was not winning. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of gets thrown. He gets like smashed against this like tunnel, this, like rock wall, mm-hmm. and he's like collapsed there. Yeah. And Lanthus starts talking, and he says. You shall wish the blow killed him before I'm through with you both. You shall wish you kept running. And then this just like broke my heart, like full on sob. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, but Nesta refused to hear another word. Not as she knelt over Cassian, the only thing between him and Lanthus. She had been here before, had been in this exact position, his head on her lap, death laughing at them. 
and then she had curled over him and waited to die. Then she had stopped fighting. She would not fail this time. The mist pressed in, and she could have sworn she felt a hand reach for her. It was enough to set her moving. And then she starts fighting Lanthus. She draws her sword like in the same movement that she got up and she slashed the perfect combination. And it actually hits Lanthus. He screams in agony as it like as she hits him with the blade. And he says, that is not Narbin, which we're like, who's Narbin? What's going on? Well, I think they already mentioned Narbin being that the, one sword right. that Amarantha like threw into the That deep. we didn't know what happened to. Right. Yeah. Um, and but like Cassian's blades did not work. No. So, like, this maid sword clearly is All the things right now. I'm just, like... Everything. 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 I question everything. <laughs> um, so he says, that's not Narbin. And he says, which death god are you? Um, yeah. And he's, like, just terrified of the blade. Not Nesta, yeah. but, like, the blade. It's glowing, too, yeah. which is, like, what? And Nesta, she tells him to get back in the cell. And he asks Anne, he says, what is that blade? She says, its name is Ataraxia, and it shall be the last thing you see. And then he starts laughing. Which... Which I'm like, okay, now really, what? What, is <laughs> what your, does this mean? What does your name mean? Which we don't even know. I thought he was no. going to tell us. And I was like, really? You're going to no. laugh and then we don't even find out? We still don't know. <laughs> oh, frustrating. <laughs> um, and then he goes again. He says, which death god are you? Who are, who are you beneath that flesh? Which like makes me wonder, did death gods just like live inside of, like is Koshay inside of like a random fey body? I think it's like maybe they could be like maybe in the way like Amarin did for so oh, long. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe like that because I was it's like, like you could be, but you don't have to. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, and she says, "I am nobody." And he says, "Whose fire burns silver in your gaze?" And she says, "You know whose fire?" Because she was just like trying to buy time. Because she's yeah. like, I don't know, she's stalling. Right. And he says, "It is not possible. We heard about you down here." Which again, like how things get heard in the prison. These are the questions. These are the questions. He says, you are the one the sea and the wind and the earth whispered of. Nesta, you took from the cauldron itself. You do not even know what you could do. Come, I shall show you. Come with me, queen of queens, and we shall return what was once lost. We shall rebuild to what we were before the golden legions of the Fae cast off their chains and overthrew us. We shall resurrect the wild hunt and ride rampant through the night. We shall build palaces of ice and flame, palaces of darkness and starlight. Magic shall flow untethered. Okay. <laughs> yeah and then he starts showing her these visions of like their future where like they're together and sitting atop of the mm-hmm. throne and it's like sh- he's wearing the crown in this vision which kind yeah. of like triggers her to like realize that like this isn't right right and then it like flashes to like the bedroom where it's like they're you know making love and she's like no 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 I've had like better than this like she is able to pull herself out of it which is like amazing yeah um but he's clearly oh. trying to like entrap her now oh for sure yeah but also in that vision mm-hmm. there is an altar that has so he's wearing the crown yep the harp and the mask are on the altar mm-hmm. but then there's a fourth object that's on the altar right that we don't really get to see it's like no. kind of cast in shadow and you're like yes. another trove I don't know. What is this other object? Oh, I don't know. Um, And so, you know, she kind of gets out of it and is telling him, like, you need to, like, go into your cell, shut the door, like, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'll just escape again. And when I do, I will find you, Nesta Archeron, and you shall be my queen. Mm. So intense. <laughs> this guy wants Nesta. I know. I th- but is he wants her power, clearly. Right. Um, but she had stalled him long enough because suddenly Cassian is up mm-hmm. and boom, dagger right at him. Oh, well, we forgot to mention when she first hit him with that sword, he like stopped being this like weird misty form and he turned oh, into yeah. like a person form. Yeah. So Cassian was actually able to throw his dagger and it went like straight to the hilt. So like Ooh. it is all in him. And then Nesta takes her blade and like slices off his head, which like she has a knack for apparently. Yep. And there's like this black blood that comes out Ooh. of him, which is like just gross and weird. Um, Very weird. Yeah. And I thought he couldn't be killed, but apparently that's not true. Not with when you have a maid sword. A maid sword. Gotta yeah. be afraid of that for mm-hmm. sure. I also wonder if it's that sword being used by Nesta or if it's just mm. that sword. Like if I don't know, because yeah, Amarantha couldn't use the other sword, so like maybe it wasn't willing to for her. So it's like, or maybe it's got. Is it like Thor's hammer, where it's like it's not just Thor, but you do need to be worthy, right? <laughs> you know? Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um. um so they're 
like let's get out of here but obviously he's super hurt uh-huh. all the doors are open the adam sol- court sh- soldiers mm-hmm. are there yeah so it's like well how are we gonna get out yeah well it's also interesting because the prisoners inside start screaming after she kills Lanthus. Mm. And they said it was as if they knew that Lanthus had fallen and they're now terrified of her sword. Hey. I'm like, how do you know? You're inside the walls. Like, hey, what? we'll take it. This prison, man. But then, yeah. So she decides she's just going to throw strum three. Yeah. Not, not one. She's like, well, one got me from outside the prison to inside the prison. Two just doesn't seem like enough because Valaris is kind of far away. Let's go three. I was like, what is your, like, your rationale to just <laughs> strum three out of 26 strings? Like, no big deal. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to strum three. And I wonder if it's intuitive. Like, it, she it's just, she has to just she, know. She has to because there's no other way. Because me, I'm like, well, if one got me this far, I feel like Valoris is really far. So, like, let's go 10 out of 26. 26 <laughs> is a big, like, the world's only so big. So, like, right. to me, 10 seems reasonable. No, just three. Nope. Um, and she tells it to take her to the front lawn of Ferris House along the Sidra River in Valaris. Which, this level of spec- specification reminds me of, like, flu powder in Harry Potter. Yes! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be super specific. Yep. And enunciate. Because mm-hmm. we can't, we clearly cannot trust this heart. No. Um, and then it just does. Yeah. They just, like, appear. And Reese, like, bursts through the front door because you know he sensed something weird was right. going on. And then Cassian collapses on the grass. but he made it out they're out nesta stayed and fought for him stop i love it yes and i just i love the parallel to that battle of highburn i know her laying over him but instead of like being willing to die she was willing to which was romantic in and of itself yeah but the being willing to fight was like oh i know stop okay anywho Wowzers. That was a that was a something. That was a something. That was something. <laughs> um, we hope y'all enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, we sure did. Mm-hmm. Next week we're gonna do chapters fifty-five through fifty-seven. Ooh, only three. Only three. Um, some longer chapters yep. are involved. Um, but some really interesting stuff is happening. Your boy Eris is going to make Ooh. quite the cameo in the next episode. So we'll see. Here's to that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, well, we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk more next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to a court of fairies and fangirls, a Sarah J mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!